Hey everybody, welcome back. It is episode two of my series on secular Jesus. And I probably could have ended it with just one episode because we talked all about Jesus being sort of all over the place and enjoying things that typically we would call secular versus Christian or church events. And so I could have stopped there, but I didn't because I wanted to talk more because Jesus really is secular and I wanted to point out a few other things. In fact, I wanted to talk about music this week, but life has a way of happening and I think God just asked me to switch up my playlist. (laughs) I just wanted to put in some sort of music um, reference. But seriously, I am friends with a UFC fighter who is fighting a fight on Saturday after a three-year absence. So this fit right into one of my topics, which is Jesus in the sports world. And I would also say like other hobbies as well, because we are not all UFC fighters or NFL or NBA or MLB NHL, and I probably have to stop there with my acronyms. But UFC, if you don't know, is the Ultimate Fighting Championship. And these athletes are tough. And yes, I am personal friends with Leah Letson, otherwise known as Leah Nidus Letson. And she has had the last three years off. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. But first, I got to tell you that when I met Leah, she was little and I got to know her as a fifth grader. No, I wasn't the fifth grader. She was. And she was in my pre-confirmation class. And so for being a hippie Christian, I attend a lot of church because I do like church. Not going to lie. I just like to rage against church sometimes because I think we can do better. But I do like to participate and I do like to teach kids about the Bible, about our amazing God. And I also think I'm pretty funny. And I'm not sure Leah did. Leah was a pretty serious little girl and she would come to class and behave perfectly but didn't always laugh at my jokes. I I wasn't sure if she thought I was funny or not. Um, But if I could make her smile, it made me feel real good. And so I just always tried and kept doing what I was doing. And one week after class, this very shy little girl came up and invited me to her martial arts class 
and I got to be honest, I can't remember if it's Taekwondo or Jiu Jitsu or I'm pretty sure it wasn't karate. I think it was more like, um, mm, I don't even remember. I'm so bad. All I know is that it was a martial arts type thing. I don't even know what to call that. You can tell I am so not an athlete. This is just embarrassing. Sorry, Leah. But I went and this little girl was amazing. And so I think she was earning a brown belt um, and like leveling up. And of course she passed and super appreciative that I came, but how could I not come here? I thought this little girl didn't like me and now she's inviting me to something very, very important to her. And little did I think either one of us know at that time is that she would end up utilizing those skills later in life to become a UFC champion. Well, I'm just predicting that future for her. I think that right at the moment, she's one in zero because she's, I think she's only had one UFC fight. And unfortunately, she ran into a series of health issues and medical issues that were really, really serious. Leah also is a member of the Air Force, and I'm so proud of her that she serves her country. And she is just such a good human. And she loves Jesus. And so we share our faith. And in that, we have become friends. And so I have enjoyed her journey to get to this point. And at one point when she was an MMA fighter, we invited her to come and talk to the youth group. And at that point, she was pursuing becoming a UFC fighter. And that was a goal at that moment in time. And she was pretty confident that she was going to do so. And we asked some really pointed questions like, is it weird that you're a Christian and you are this MMA fighter? Like, is it weird to like beat people up? <laughs> that might've been my question, by the way. And Leah had an excellent answer. She said, no, because it's a sport and you don't go in to like maliciously hurt somebody, you are going in with your skills and they are coming in with their skills in a sport that you both agree to participate in. So it's not this ugly, like fight as in like a street fight. It's a fight of skills. And I thought that was really good. I asked her a little bit about the whole trash talk too. And she said, it's not really her thing. She said, you know, you got to be careful on things like that because 
whatever you say might come around to bite you later. And she said for her, it's just better if she stays focused. Um, but it kind of fires her up to, you know, if somebody's talking trash about her. And I think in this particular fight, people are feeling like she's going to be the underdog. And so I don't know. I say watch out because Leah is fierce. And what comes to mind to me is a wide variety of Bible verses that match this crazy secular sport. There must be something about using a sport analogy that people can relate to because we do it in the year 2021, but people have been doing it all the way back to biblical times. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Paul also said in 1 Corinthians 9.24, and just for the record, Paul was a tent maker. That was his trade. Um, and I'm not sure if he was a tent maker before he started persecuting Christians, and then after he became a Christian, um, he kept doing that, or if he just took up tent making, I'm not really sure, but I know he wasn't an athlete. So in first Corinthians nine 24, it says, do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the game goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. Very good sport analogies that we get because we get that these athletes are training to win, which also is interesting too because then it brings up the whole... Um, topic of praying. Do you, is it okay to pray to win? There are different theories on that and people have different opinions. My, for me and my hippie Christian brain, I say absolutely pray. Pray for anything and everything you want. Doesn't mean that God is necessarily going to rig a fight or rig a game or rig the lottery or anything else just to help you out. But on the other hand, his will is going to be accomplished and it will be accomplished in you and through you potentially in a game or in a fight or in anything else. And so he knows what we want, so we may as well ask for it. 
And it doesn't necessarily mean, hey, take my side, but it's saying, hey, this is my will and I'm giving it to you. And if it is your will, let it be done. Obviously, somebody's going to lose. And I have no idea um, if Leah's opponent um, is a person of faith. I sure hope so, because that would be just cool as anything for two um, God girls to be duking it out in this UFC fight. I pray for Leah because I love her and I want her to have the best fight that she can. But we have also prayed for the opponent because we want it to be a fight of all fights with integrity and skill and, you know, may the best woman win. And we go to God with everything and we can, and we can boldly. And he knows, he knows where our heart is. And so, um, it's funny though, because, um, a famous baseball player, Yogi Berra was a catcher and he's behind home plate and the batter comes up and he's making the sign of a cross. And I'm literally making the sign of a cross right now and sort of does prayer hands to the sky and Yogi says, hey, can we maybe let God just watch the game today? And I get it. Like, obviously, there's, obviously, God loves both parties. Obviously, God loves both teams and loves all of us, loves Christians, and he loves non-Christians. Yeah, it's the truth. And so, Praying for a win doesn't ensure that you're going to get it just because you're a Christian. Sometimes God allows the non-Christian to win too. What we really need to count on is that God is there, God is present, and God is with you as you participate in any sporting event. And no doubt he will be with Leah. It's crazy to me for us to think Jesus or God, same thing, right, is absent in sports. We are created in his image. So obviously Jesus was quite the athlete as well, but seriously, so God gives gifts to people and sometimes their gift is being athletic. I'm reminded of the movie Chariots of Fire. If you've never seen it, oh my gosh, it's so good. And you don't have to be any kind of athlete to watch it, um, to enjoy it. The storyline is so good. And the one of the main characters, um, Eric Liddell, is this unbelievably fast runner. And he is the son of Christian missionaries. And 
he's a devout member of a church and he absolutely wants to do mission work, but he's a really good runner and he sees it as this opportunity that when he wins a race and he gets notoriety for winning a race, that gives him the opportunity to spread the word of God. Um, and he knows and he sees his speed as a gift from God. And he wants to honor God by using that gift. Um, his sister, however, says, don't be ridiculous. It's like taking you away from what you should be doing. And so that I think is the interesting thing is because can't we honor God with our gifts? Like Leah is honoring God by using her gifts and her discipline to train to do what she does, to, to be good at what she is doing. And that permeates into the rest of her life. And I use, I keep going back to Leah because she is a real life example of somebody I know that while this is a secular sport, there's not very many Christian sports out there, as weird as that sounds, but they are all because God created people to be athletes, to do what they do. I love in Chariots of Fire when he says not to run would be like holding God in contempt. I think that was cool. It's, it's like saying like it is wrong not to use my gift that God has given me. And I think that's a great example for all of us to think about how, what does God give us that we're good at and how do we do it to our best of our ability and give God the glory for doing it. Speaking of giving a little bit of credit where credit is due, um, I got a new little anchor commercial for you. So clearly I'm in love with my anchor app. So listen to my commercial. Thanks. So when I was going to do the whole secular Jesus in sports, my brain originally went to just the idea of people holding up John 316 at like the Super Bowl or world championships or Olympics, whatever, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. I was going to talk about athletes that, you know, make the sign of the cross um, or when they get a touchdown, you know, do a kneel and like bow their head in prayer or, you know, like the guy who did pray when he went up to bat and Yogi Berra says, hey, let God just watch the game today. That's where I was going to sort of head with God in sports but with Leah's fight coming up, she's just such a beautiful example of Christ truly 
in an athlete and giving an athlete the strength and the stamina and all of the ability to do a sport. And it reminded me of Deuteronomy 6, 5, love the Lord, your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength, all your strength. I mean, this is for all of us, but when you put it in light of an athlete, it's that mind, body, and soul kind of thing. It is, it is a mental game, um, athletics. And often people will say that they were, they were beat like mentally more than they were beat physically. Um, all your heart, this is your passion for what you do. This is your passion for your sport. All your soul is where faith comes in. And the beauty of all athletes is that God created them in his image and gave them their athletic ability, whether they recognize God or not. But I think when you do recognize God, the integrity of going into what you do is there. And sometimes you are mindful of your behavior. And, and I think at the end of the day, you know what really matters here on earth isn't the same thing that matters in heaven. And so Jesus is really the ultimate victor. He is the one who was victorious over death and over sin and the devil. And so that we would live eternally in heaven when we die. That I think is the best news, especially for those of us who occasionally will come in last in a race. Um, I am actually walking a half marathon the day after Leah is doing her fight. And I know that being inspired by her will keep me going. The only reason I said I would do this in the first place is I have done a half marathon before in my life, so I know I can accomplish it. And be my friend Pam, who's an art teacher from Georgia, is doing a bucket list of a half marathon in every state. And so when she asked if I would join her, I said, no way, hard no, not doing it. But when she then kept sending me emojis of walking really slow or, you know, elderly people in walkers and just silly things like that, I was like, okay, if you're truly going to walk it, then I will do it with you. 
And when I actually trained for a half marathon one time, <laughs> do not be impressed at all because A, anybody can do it, and B, I was slow. But the fact that I never liked running in like high school or even my young adult life, the fact that I was able to do it and train and learn how to run, as corny as that sounds, my verse was 2 Corinthians 3, 5. Not that I am competent in myself to claim anything for myself. My competence comes in God and from God. And I think many championship athletes feel this way. I like looking for Jesus in places other than church or the Bible. When Jesus ascended into heaven, he left us with his Holy Spirit so that he would be in us and amongst us in everything that we do. And we all know that there has been that amazing athlete that we have watched and you just know that it is a gift from God that their ability is beyond others and so we are inspired by those athletes and for me that is being inspired by a God who is so amazing. And so I am excited and nervous for Leah. It's hard to watch someone you love get punched and kicked in the face and bleed. Um, but I know she's going to be amazing. And I know that God has brought her through a lot of adversity over the last three years in um, some physical things that prevented her from fighting and certainly then causes some mental stress and things like that. But she is fierce and gentle all in one tiny, amazingly strong body. So I'm excited for her fight and I'm excited to be able to use her as a huge example in this podcast. I am a little curious. When I said chariots of fire, did you instantly hear the music? I think that is so cool how music in sports kind of connect. Like, come on, theme from Rocky. You can't help but get inspired by that. And the Eye of the Tiger, Rocky, I don't know, 4, 6, 8, 12, I don't know which one it was, but it was still good. And just the Olympics, oh my gosh, when you hear that music, so cool. So next week is all about secular music and Jesus in the music. And so we will talk about that. I am Chrissy Baki. I'm the hippie Christian who, ca who cares. <laughs> 
like seriously, just even stumbling over that. I'm clearly not an expert at anything, including podcasting, but I do care and I would love for everybody to come to know Jesus and being a be in a relationship with him. I just like to follow the two rules, love God and love others. So with that, I just want to say, hey, Leah, have a great fight. Do your best and no doubt you will be honoring God with the gifts that he has given you. See you next week, everybody.